Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Murmurings, a National Credit Union Foundation podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Morris, Director of Communications at the Foundation, where every podcast we're highlighting best practices around financial education, financial well-being, philosophy, and philanthropy in the credit union space. That's a lot of what we do here at the National Credit Union Foundation, providing tools, resources, programs, and more to credit unions and credit union organizations to help their members improve their financial lives. Before we get into the podcast today, I have to let you know that CUAID, our disaster relief platform, is currently open. We're fundraising to help creating staff and volunteers affected by both Tropical Storm Harvey and Hurricane Irma. So if you donate, 100% of your donation will go to help these folks get their lives back together after these devastating storms. This is Credions helping Credions, people helping people. So to learn more and to donate, please visit cuaid.coop. All right, on this episode, we're going to talk about some interesting community outreach inspired by our own Credit Union Development Education, or DE, program. To celebrate the second DE Day of Service recently, GECU in El Paso, Texas, donated enough food to feed 100 local families in conjunction with the grand opening of the food pantry at the Lower Dyer Community Center. This expanded support was part of their efforts to include the 12 development issues, such as hunger, discussed during DE training into their charitable strategies. You'll hear from Ruby Alvarez, Community Development Manager at GCU, about not only their DEDF service activities, but their in-school branches, free tax preparation, partnerships, life simulations for employees, and much more. So with that, let's go now to my conversation with Ruby. Well, Ruby, thanks so much. Welcome to Mermaid's Podcast. Just to start, if you would like to tell us a little bit about GCU. Hi, Christopher. Yes, GECU is, we're actually located in El Paso, Texas, far west Texas, and we are the largest credit union in our city. We are a $2.6 billion uh, asset-sized credit union, and we have uh, about very close to 365,000 members. We uh, have 24 branches in our city, and we have four in-school branches, which is very exciting for us, and it's been a great opportunity to serve in our schools. And three of them are high school. Those ins branches are are really good for many many reasons. I talked uh, to a few other folks on this podcast. We have them, and that's just one of those things. It's just the best way to get into the schools, I think. Well, that's great. Well, thank you for that, um, and thank you for coming on the podcast. There is um, a lot of interest in the work that you guys did for the DE Day of Service. And those of you who don't know, DE Day of Service is a day in June for people listening that. DEs, people that have been through the Foundation's DE training program, uh, we got people from around the world, basically, mostly in the U.S., who, to do a bunch of different things in their community, together, and a whole range of uh, issues related to hunger and health and housing. So much great work has to be done, so I encourage people listening to go to ncuf.coop and just search DE Day of Service, but there's a great listing of photos and activities, and it's actually just a good idea for people just to do stuff in the community, but you guys did some amazing work um, at the food pantry, and was this something that, I know you have five DEs at, at Ukrainian, was this something that just DEs did? Was the whole staff involved? So what we did, Christopher, is we were very excited, of course. You know, DE was a, an amazing experience for us. And what we did is we got together as DEs, and we wanted to make an impact in our community. And we do this in many ways. And we thought, let's, let's do something great. We have a community center that we actually oversee with our nonprofit and it is called the Lower Direct Community Center. And we used to have fundraisers with the schools around the area to collect canned goods. And we would, you know, have those canned goods for the community in the area. But we never truly had a food pantry. So the discussion came about about one of the development issues, which is hunger and serving that low-income area. 
And what we did is we got together as DEs and we said, you know, we had a list of things of what we wanted to do. And, and hunger was one of them. And we, we thought of our Lower Dyer Community Center. And what I did is the Lower Dyer Community Center falls under the Community Development Department. And what we thought of is let's partner with El Paso and Fighting Hunger, our nonprofit in El Paso that serves our community with that initiative. And we opened an actual and food pantry. And I did have our grand opening on the day, day of service. So it was very exciting. And not only would it be on that one day, but we are going to feed 100 families every month. So it's a true impact. I mean, not only opening the food pantry, which is now up and running, but that many people. That's, that's awesome. It, it's very exciting. Yes. And so we're very excited in, about this initiative and it's ongoing. So we serve 100 families. We give them a full bag of food pantry on the last Saturday of the month. So they already know when we're going to do it. That's great. And I love, too, the, the cool thing about this is, you know, it's not something you did on your own. Like, the food pantry is not in the branch. I mean, I think sometimes people want to do something like this, but they th- – uh, creating people want to do something like this, but they think, oh, how are we going to do this? So, I mean, you already have this relationship with the community center. And this mm-hmm. this other group was at the El Paso uh, – El Paso and Fighting Hunger. Yeah, so them, to to get, you know, to work all together to make this happen. I mean, I think too often there's so many opportunities for partnership just in the community uh, just to make this happen. And you know what, Christopher, one thing that I've learned under community development is that we need to learn what our city is doing already yep. and then partner with these nonprofits because a lot of times you want to do many things on your own and you realize there's a lot of things out there. So how can we all work together to make a larger impact? Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Very true. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've already been doing this for a couple of years. It sounds like with the canned goods and stuff. I mean, um, I love this picture. So I'm looking at the pictures you guys sent me for the DE Day of Service, but also you guys were featured in September issue of Cranian Magazine. And there's this great picture of Crystal, your CEO, uh, with the folks um, at the community center, you know, ribbon cutting for the food pantry so i would have to imagine that was just pretty amazing day to be there it was very amazing we're very blessed to have crystal as our ceo she is a strong leader and she she truly believes in serving our community so she always i always have her support and it's it's been very amazing to to be able to do many of these initiatives that's so great so great so we're going back to the High school branches, in school, the, well, the in-school branches, you have four of them. What else do you do? I mean, financial education is a huge issue, not only for the foundation here, but just across the country. I mean, there's such a huge need to it. So aside from the in-school branches, is there anything else you do in terms of financial education? And, you know, we with financial education, that, that we have seen the need, and you're right, we, we need to educate, we need to create informed consumers, create healthier, fam- healthier families, and we've recognized that, we need to start at a younger age. And so what we have been doing is we have been elevating the way we provide financial literacy to our members and our youth. So we have classes that are targeted to adults, but we also recognize that the youth needs a different type of financial education. So we have three in school high school branches, and we have one in our community college. And not only do we do that, but we also serve many of the schools in our region. So we've already had 63 seminars with our schools and we've been to 40 schools throughout El Paso and we provide financial literacy for them. For the high school students, what's really neat is that the employees are actually students that are running these branches. And so they're not only learning financial, the financial literacy aspect, but they're also getting 
the experience of working and having a job at a young age. Right. Yeah, that's a great experience. I mean, just put on the resume, they're probably learning to create what credians are all about, which at a young age is uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> yes. And so another great thing that we do that kind of ties into the students and education is our VITA program, which is our Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program. GECU is a leader here in El Paso. We have 12 partners that work on this. And what we do is provide free tax preparation for our community. And one of the things that we've done is with one of our partners, high schools, is that the kids at the high school are actually getting certified by the IRS and providing this free service to our community. I've, that's amazing. I've never heard of, uh, well, one, I know a lot about the VITA centers, but the fact that students yes. are getting certified, that is really, really cool. That, that is something that is very exciting for us, and the students at this one high school have been so successful that we're going to be implementing it in probably two more high schools in this coming up, upcoming tax season because it has been so successful. Many times these students are able to put it on their resume. They're graduating from high school with some kind of experience. And not only that, they're also learning to give back to the community, which is very exciting and very needed with our youth right now. Yeah. Well, what I love about that too, I mean, even in addition, mm -hmm. just that part is really neat, but just I've been reading, I just read this book, you uh, The Financial Diaries, which kind of is a day in the life for a year of all these low-income and middle-income families. And one of the things they talk about, um, especially in low-income communities, I mean, the tax return, sometimes it's not even done, or if they do do it, they don't get the maximum kind of uh, return on it that they should have. So VitaSites being able to provide sometimes like the biggest check that they're going to get of the year you know, for some of these people is huge. So being able to facilitate that as a credit and to have a place where people can go in the community where you can help them get as much money as possible uh, for the tax mm -hmm. return. Because it's usually things like the earned income tax credit and whatever it is, even walking through deductions, which could be huge so they can get the maximum amount possible to, you know, make it through uh, the next few months of their life. So that's awesome. People listening um, hear that say, oh, well, I just say we should look into that because there's definitely tools out there. If you just Google vita there's a lot of assistance and resources and toolkits available there is and, and we strongly believe in this program alone this year in 2017 we prepared over 8,000 tax returns for our oh. community and brought back over 14 million dollars in refunds and over six million dollars in earned income tax credit with our partners here in el paso that's so great because i mean just another reason just hearing that 14 million dollar number i mean too often, if they don't go to, say, your VITA tax site, they might go to some other place and then get a, I forget what the, the term is, but those, a lot of those places will not only charge you to do your return, but then they'll give you a, is it a refund loan? Like, well, hey, we'll lend you the your the money they're going to get in the return for a high fee <laughs> too often. Yeah, many of our community will let us know, you know, I paid two, $300 for this last year. This is amazing. And you made a very interesting point. This is the largest check that most of them get for the year. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important that they don't pay any fees and that we educate them and that we're here for them. Wow, that's great. I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that. I wasn't even didn't even think we talk about a tax prep, but this is this is really good. <laughs> this is really good stuff. So you've done with the DE Davis service and just working in the community, especially around things like the work with the food pantry and the community center, what advice would you give? I mean you already talked about I think especially that partnership thing, like what's going on in the community and how could, you know, just assist and be part of that conversation. But what other kind of lessons learned or advice would you have to folks trying to do something like this? We we continue to learn as, as we all do, and we, we continue to 
identify the needs of our community. And I think one of the most important things is being involved and understanding the needs and, and, and understanding the different nonprofits and organizations in your community. It's very important to learn about that because, you know, I've been with GECU for 21 years plus, but in this department only two. And I think that I'm learning that there are many organizations that are doing great things already. So when you work together, you can make a larger impact. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons learned. Going through DE was an amazing experience for us and learning that the 12 development issues affect our community day in and day out, and we want to be part of that solution. So we're going to continue to work on that. You know, we've implemented it to our charitable support strategy to make sure that, you know, our 12 development issues are being identified and that we're meeting those needs and that they're aligning with our community needs. Well, that's great. So for those listening, DE has 12 development issues. It talks about, you know, hunger, health. And to, so for you to incorporate those into the charitable strategy, that's really, really cool. Because those are all issues that relate to credit unions, 100%. And you're correct. And we, what we did is we put them all in one spreadsheet and we looked at them and we identified some of the issues that we weren't really supporting. And it was an eye-opening experience. And so it's been a great strategy for us so far. That's great. So I'm just thinking for people listening to want to learn more about the development issues, I think, you know, every podcast have a blog post that kind of accompanies um, the podcast. Over this one, I'll put these great pictures of your smiling face with Crystal and everyone else at the food pantry, which <laughs> is awesome. I'll put those up there, but also link to, um, we did a, in, like an ebook this year that collected a bunch of thoughts, not only the development issue, but thoughts around development issues and ways that credit can get involved. So link to that there. So, so Ruby, you did this activity, you were there, especially with the DE Day of Service. What was your favorite parts of all this activity? It, there were many things. So one of my favorite parts was just witnessing the compassion and empathy that our actual employees have for the members in the community. It was amazing to see them enjoy it so much. You know, we thought, you know, we asked for volunteers and they, they came very happily. But just to see how much they enjoyed it and how much empathy they had was probably my favorite, my favorite part. And, you know, so we're going to continue doing great things like this. Another thing that we did, Christopher, is we brought back the live simulation to our employees. And so we've already had three sessions, and we've reached over third of our employees. And it's been another experience for them to be able to take a step back and say, you know what, this is what our members are going through. And so it's, it's very exciting to see the compassion and empathy they have. Yeah, that's great. So for those that don't know the life simulation, I mean, I, I had another podcast where I talk about that, but that's a great way, yeah, it's, it's a simulation to hold to get um, your staff basically to step in the shoes of low-income members and what it's like for a couple hours. And it's like you said, it's a powerful exercise, and it's so great that you've already had three of them. That's really, really yeah. It's an eye-opening experience for a lot of people. So you've, you've done okay. these amazing things um, already. So what's next? I mean, the rest of the year, I mean, obviously school started. I'm sure you're busy with all kinds of things in school, but anything else you want to talk about in terms of an education, community activities, kind of the rest of the year? We're, we're continuing to grow the number of DEs. I, I believe that, you know, we will have a greater impact in our community by focusing on developing our staff. And we're also looking at the VITA program, what I mentioned to you earlier, partnering with more schools to get more students trained. And we also want to have more reality fairs throughout our, our schools. It's been uh, very exciting to see that 
when you have reality fairs and the students get to experience it, witness what it's like to pay bills and get paid and have to pay taxes, I think that that is also very eye-opening and it ties in with our financial literacy material. So a lot of work coming up and it's very exciting for us and, and just to continue to make an impact in our community and continue to elevate El Paso. Well, that's a great way to end. Ruby, thank you so much. I mean, the work you're doing is amazing. So kudos to you and your whole team at GCU. And thank you so much for sharing with us. Of course. Thank you for having us. All right. What a great talk. It was a little shorter than our usual podcast, but uh, full of lots of great ideas and inspiration. As always, thanks for listening to Ruby today for sharing with us. Don't forget, you can subscribe now to Murmurings on iTunes or their Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, wherever you usually listen to podcasts. For more information on the foundation and much more, visit ncuf.coop. Music for the podcast is by Kevin McLeod. And until next time, remember to keep purpose constant. Thank you.